Welcome to Friend Wings Podcast, where Smashville and Hockey Town collide. And now your hosts, Brett and Ron White and D-Law, Dan Lawless. Hello there, D-Law. How are you today? Welcome to another episode, Rat and Ron, and sounds like you're a lot better. The, te- the uh, technicians uh, worked on your end, didn't they? Yeah, I definitely went to the uh, my tech team, and they helped me set up this uh, new design here. And we, uh, hey, let's let's give a shout out to the tech team. How about it? All right, that's one way to pat yourself on the back there, D-Law. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Always, well. looking, always looking for the uh, the highlight, and you want the spotlight on you all the time. So yeah. H- how about well. like this? We're talking well. spotlight. Let's talk get, about your get, lucky... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm getting ahead of myself. Guess what time it is. Oh, let's go. All right, it is beer time, folks, and uh, it's all said. Welcome to the Pred Wings podcast, where Dan D Law Lawless never goes without a beer. Uh, well, actually, uh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, how, many, how, how deep are you now, right now? How deep? Uh, none. Maybe none. two drinks. Maybe two sips. Oh, two sips. All right. So by the end of the show, you'll be hammered. Yeah. All right. That's a guarantee. <laughs> Well, actually, uh, this, I gotta I gotta bring this up because I'm the, a little I'm a little pissed off, and I'm starting off with my first rant of the night here. So yeah. I I turn you on to a betting site <laughs> that I told you I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna win a hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> off of like a two dollar bet. Yes, I'm cheap, folks, but a two dollar bet I could have won a hundred and forty five dollars, but those a-hole predators <laughs> that freaking Janot had to score an empty goal. It wasn't Janot. It was the yak. Uh, the yak. yak. But he had to score a goal and screwed me out of the money. Now, yeah, let's, well, hear your, let's hear about your last couple, of, let's hear about so, your last couple of days oh, here, d uh, Of course. Um, <laughs> so, two teams that I hate, and probably you do too, <laughs> Colorado. Colorado. Uh, I hate them. Hate Colorado him. and Dallas. Uh, I don't like not, one of them. Not like in the Dallas same game. Better. Not in the same game. I see. I both I see. I think it was both that bet would be the over. They would win over five point five, and they. Uh, yeah, actually, Colorado won. Uh, wait, that one might have been an under, but Dallas was playing Anaheim that game, and. <laughs> I was sweating because Anaheim actually had a lead, and I'm like, "Oh man, I need Dallas." It was going two to one, Anaheim going in the third period, and I'm like, "Oh man, I need Dallas to score two goals in the third period." And that's it. And well, it <laughs> happened, and I won two. What was two. the payout? Uh, total on all of them because um, there's a, le- a parlay and then there's a regular. Yep. Uh, the total was two hundred and thirty dollars. Two hundred and. 
thirty dollars out of five dollar because bag. of ranting Ron White showed you the light and how to gamble. Oh, so you took it and you freaking ran with it, which is good. You know, congrats to you. I'll, I'll give you that. You know, that was you know it's not easy to gamble. But the one thing I will say, you know, if you have a gambling problem, please call that one eight hundred number. Take care of yourself. But also. <laughs> It makes the games more interesting because there's, like, teams that I don't watch, nor do I care about. But it's like, you know what? I feel like throwing a little bit of money on it because then I'll have a reason to watch it. Well, so that's why like, I'll throw it out there. Like I had tonight, and now it doesn't really do me any good. So let's well, that's con- good. That's, you, win some, you, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> so let's, let's start this podcast off with... Uh, the uh, Preds. The uh, what did they do the last couple of games? Well, some of it. If you remember uh, last episode, didn't I say they would be two and zero in these two games? Well, it didn't look like it was going to start out that good uh, against the Flyers. In uh, the first period, once again, the Predators turnovers. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and and the early wars again. They got outshot. Uh, actually, they outshot the Flyers fourteen to four, really? but the Flyers ended up with four goals on fourteen shots. <laughs> they at one time they had three goals on five shots. Now I'm curious, <laughs> who, who who was the netminder? Was it was it uh, Carter Hart? Uh, for who were the Flyers? Well, I don't think the Predators have a goalie named Carter Hart. <laughs> yeah, it was Carter Hart. <laughs> I kind of feel bad for the kid. You know, he's he's lost a lot of different pieces in his No, puzzle. the Flyers had three goals and five shots on the Predators and Saros. Oh, my God, I misheard that. <laughs> you guys started Swiss cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, so they had a breakaway. They had a 3-1 to lead, and then Trenton actually scored the yak. Uh, and then... Um, Forsberg. Oh! What the hell? What, How'd you what? get that one? Would you hack it in my Mac? You know what? <laughs> That's what you get. And you know what that is? So Forsberg, everybody, if you haven't seen him lately, there's a picture of him I shared with D-Log getting off the plane in Buffalo for the game Friday night. And he looks like Mario. He looks like the old, like, there you go. That's, that is what you get. That is what you get. He well, looks just like Mario. So if if you are out there, take a look at him and tell me that's not Mario reincarnated into a hockey player. Well, it's better than the 70s porn star. Oh, yeah. That was a uh, <laughs> 80s kids show that I sent you. And it looks like Ron Jeremy a bit, doesn't it? That's what well, you're going for. Anyway, Forsberg. Ooh, that took, oh, there it is. Tipped for, made a 4-3 to three on Forsberg. Not... Uh, not, not the other, the other Forsberg, the one they got from Columbus, the oh, goalie yeah. Forsberg. Yeah, no relation, right. no relation, by the way. Oh, of course. And of course, uh, Janot got the Gordy Howe hat trick. Ooh! After he destroyed, uh, Hodgson. Uh, okay. I mean, it was so bad that the rent, the the. Uh, the rest had to get in there and stop the fight. He, when's the last time you saw that? Uh, it's, been, it's been a while. <laughs> and also, uh, Luke Cunning, uh, had 
was in a fight on that game too against Brown. Uh, pretty much two hits, and he was and Brown was down. Brown um, and down. I like that. Yeah. So the uh, Saros was shaky, but the Preds ended up uh, eventually coming back and winning. Uh, and uh, I wonder if they heard this in the locker room. Don't call it a comeback. Ooh, going old school. <laughs> yeah. So then that moved on. That was that was in Nashville. Um, so we got to hear a little. Um, So then, so then uh, they had to play the the Senators, and I think we're pretty much getting their fix of the Senators between Nashville and Detroit lately. Um, and uh, of course, uh, the Senators' late owner had passed away. Um, I'm not sure if that happened in every arena, but the Predators honored him before the game. That honored the Senators' uh, late owner. So I thought that was a good touch, but that might have been a league-wide thing. I'm not sure. Um, and of course, the former predator. So I want to stop favorite, you right favorite... there for a second. I want to stop you really, really quick, because that's what makes the game of hockey, folks, so much better than all these other sports. Like, yeah, they might put numbers on, they might do things, but you know, as we talked about in in the last couple of episodes, you know, where Mark Stahl gets his thousandth game away. They celebrated it in an opposing arena. They come to Detroit. They celebrate it for real in front of the fans and the families. And they were playing the Flyers. The Flyers were involved. Like It's just this, the game of hockey, you know, it seems like it's violent. It seems like it's, you know, no holds barred. I mean, the only two people that I've ever, I've ever seen in my lifetime that have actually, actually hated each other was McCarty and, and Lemieux. And for all you listeners out there, you'll you'll know why. If 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 you don't, just go look up Red Wings Avs brawl and you'll see the whole thing. But that is, I think that's incredible that the that the Predators did that, and that's what again makes the game of hockey, I think, so special for a lot of people. Just the sportsmanship is really there. It's not a game full of thugs. It's not a game full of uh, money grabbers because they don't make nearly as much as some of these NHL or NFL and ML, MLB stars. But they still respect the game and those they play against. So, kudos to the Predators. I'm going to give you know hats off. That's a great tribute. Sorry, keep going. So, so I was also um, your favorite player, Austin Watson. His uh, the former Predator. His return. His that was his first game uh, against the Predators, being uh, different conferences, and of course, what well, the Preds had to. Uh, a video tribute for him as well and it, of course uh, Predators start their early woes again this time taking penalties and oh my god was this, the whole first period it was just uh, penalties and uh, Soros was actually Soros uh, or, or maybe you can call him Pekka because in this penalty kill he was just it, it, they're lucky because they easily could have been four nothing, um, but the, it was a questionable trip. Um, that I, th- I mean, I don't remember who the predator was. He called. He basically just 
he 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 tapped his his stick against the center's stick, and the guy goes down. Um, See, they're, they're since getting, when? They're getting when some of these calls. Man. I mean, it's he didn't even touch him. He touched his stick. I mean, maybe I mean, that won't happen to me because I, mean, I frankly suck. But this is an NHL player. The guy hits his stick, and the guy goes down, and they call that a trip. Brandon, Dan, <laughs> you're you're really getting so, after tonight. So, and then they take another penalty. Uh, it was a hooking, at which. That was, I mean, it. I don't want to be a homer. I think it was a dive, but it was more, more repellent than the first one. So that gave the the centers a five on three for almost a minute. Uh, they did they score on that? Um, I think they scored on one of them. Uh, and then they just. Oh, McCarron, yeah, that's right. McCarron scored a shorthanded goal on a, um, a Forsberg miscue uh-huh. late in the first. You're a little jumping ahead with this Forsberg, with this, yeah, okay. You, you said the name, it, I agree with Yeah, yeah, it was the other Forsberg. It was the, it was the goalie Forsberg that misplayed him. He kind of looked like, um, you, couple, like you. Cu- couple weeks ago when Detroit, which goalie was that for Detroit? Uh, misplayed the puck and gave it right to. But we wow, won't get into wow, that. That was Nedeljkovic. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I thought that was Grace. But anyway, uh, yeah, he uh, Anton Forsberg went to play the puck, and that was the Ekholm clear. He Ekholm cleared the puck, and it stopped in the trapezoid and Forsberg couldn't he was back behind it to play but he knew he couldn't play it because he would have got a penalty and McCarron came by in a little wraparound so uh, it was a great was play a by it was a great play by Ekholm though I that's mean, heads up that's a heads up play I mean you you like Ekholm um, I do I do I would, and, love, I would love for I'm not going to get into it right now but he, he should be in a winged wheel I'm sorry no he shouldn't and another penalty uh, with two seconds left, and they actually had uh, the Predators came back in this in that period. Or actually, that was the first period. They're lucky they they escaped the first period with a one-one tie, uh, and then um, they had five five penalties in that period. Ooh. And Otto, Otto was on the power play for seven minutes, and then in the second period, they Ottawa finally got a penalty early. And uh, Grant, oh yeah, Grant, uh, later in the period, Grandland hit Norris with an elbow, which was no penalty. Which I, it definitely should have been a penalty. Grant, I mean, he, I don't, it, I don't think it was intentional, but he definitely got his elbow up, and that's you know, that, that's a penalty, and I don't know how it didn't get called. Um, so I don't know as if it's just more of this more of this by the refs so a lot of inconsistencies you know there's something I'm going to bring up during the wings podcast or the wings podcast the wings segment of this podcast yeah I'm I'm agreeing with you I'm not I didn't see the play so I can't really give a you know yeah that was a blatant elbow no he just got up high but the, the refereeing the officiating across the NHL this year has definitely de- declined and 
there definitely needs to be some kind of more accountability when it comes to the referees, I think. Yeah, and, and Norris left on that after that, on that elbow, that hit with the elbow. And um, it just more defensive breakdowns by the Predators. No, there's no flow to, the, to that period. Um, McCarron, uh, McCarron did get in front um, for his second goal of the game in that period. And um, um, Forsberg. Jesus, you and that damn. That, stop it! <laughs> so, so, keep on ranting, it's just going to keep on going. So, so, so he, he, but yeah, he actually didn't score on that. He tried a between the legs uh, uh, shot in a power play, and uh, the, the other Forsberg. <laughs> The other, the other, the other four you're learning. The other four. So, but the Preds uh, power play, they did, did, or they, uh, they, they came alive. Uh, I don't, I don't end up with getting a penalty shot with someone seconds left, and Soros made the save, and then Smashville came alive, and the Preds ended up uh, leading two to one after the second, and then. Um, uh, the interesting, interesting note: uh, Janot coming off his uh, the new father, um, like the game against the Flyers, he had the Gordie hat trick. Um, at home, when he was uh, when he had just got hit, when when he is, became a new father, the next game he had two goals. And uh, Duchesne, uh, when he when he became a first, uh, first time father, he had two goals, and one assist. So something about the new daddy thing. Huh. I don't know if that's so just that's, that's what the wings are doing wrong. They need they're just kid. not getting well, late enough. Well, they're just too young. They need to get married. They need to get married first, and they need their uh, things to drop. Yeah, you're so, right. They got they got to grow a little bit. So in the third period, uh, the Preds took another penalty. You know, uh, which, why did they take um, so many penalties? Well, this one, uh, which I was actually going to get into a little bit later, but um, Janot hit. It was a leg on leg on, on Brady Kachuk, but I he was good. He was lining him up for the hit, which okay. we'll talk more in detail later on in the show. Um, but I. When Janot was lining him up for the hit, I think I looked like Kachuk uh, stuck his leg out just as Janot hit. So they hit leg to leg. Uh, uh, Kachuk did not get injured. And then um, Lejeune, Lejeune, new new predator Lausanne, he he uh, uh, he hit from behind on the boards, and there was no call. And then uh, Janot finally scored late, or actually mid midway through, to put him up three to one. Thanks to it, the Yak winning the battle in the corner, which is you know the, they finally finally got their physicality going, you know. And uh, Ekholm ended up with three assists in this game. Uh, Yossi. Uh, he he tried for the empty net but didn't get it so his his point streak ended and then Duchesne did score an empty net goal um, 
But uh, Eckholm was the third star, and Soros is the second star with 36 saves, and the first star was McCarron, who had the two goals. Uh, so that's uh, that's my previews. Um, yeah, I, I can't. So I was. Can I, I, skip, I can I skip this segment? I ended up being two and zero oh on that one. So, but well, I was zero um, three. Yeah. Well, I don't know how how long these uh, wings preview uh, recaps are gonna be, but actually, no. I was two and one. Yeah, I went two and one. So they uh, they start the week off playing Tampa. And I just have to start by saying that in the first period, Brian Elliott stood on his freaking head. He had two incredible saves against Raymond uh, Lark, you know, from Larkin, you know, um, from one point or one wing to the other, one timer, just beautiful glove saves. I mean, they were they were pretty good. Um, Wings had two power plays in the first, and they you know they just couldn't capitalize. That continues to be an issue with the Red Wings right now is they just can't seem to get their their special teams going. I mean, their penalty kill, you know, they can't, you know, they're, they're getting scored on shorthanded almost every game. Uh, they're not scoring goals on the power play. A lot of that's coming from face-offs. They're losing key face-offs. You know, on the power play, down deep in the zone, you lose the face-off, they ice the puck. If you're on the penalty kill in your own zone and you lose the face-off, they get a, you know, a pretty much an easy setup for you know at least a nice one-time opportunity so that's been a, a a big issue for the red wings here down the stretch is you know their their special team just is not getting the job done Uh-oh. um that's right that's an issue um but is they, that a uh, coaching issue a- absolutely i mean there's You're been moron. so many that's, <laughs> there's been so many things that actually have have stood out in the past week alone that there's just no way this coach survives this. But we're going to dive into that a little bit deeper here. Um, you know, going into the second, um, not much actually happened. There was, you know, a few power plays, some ice issues, which we'll talk about here shortly. Um, but it was still 0-0 heading into the third. Um, you know, but then Oscar Sundquist, newly acquired uh, Detroit Red Wing, you know, he's been pretty strong. He's had some pretty great opportunities. He's really making a good go of it on the, the third line. Um, yeah, he got that. He got an assist from Suter and Ernie, and uh, it was a pretty sweet goal. Nice deflection and puts him on the board, uh, wings up. But then right after the wing score, Stamkos comes down, and it, it was on the power play again that, that penalty kill of Detroit just cannot get the job done. They're leaving too many gaps. They leave the, the slot wide open, and it just turns into a shooting fest. So um, the Wings really got to sharpen up on their on their special teams. I know there's not much to save this year, but going into next year, that's definitely got to be a focal point of of whoever the coach is and uh, making, making, you know, just they need to get better. We'll just leave it at that. I'm done ranting on it. Um. But, you know, Stamkos comes right back. It was a nice nice shot. Then it, they passed it right across the crease, back door, and there was just nothing nothing that could have been done about it. And, uh, you know, the wings go into overtime. And, you know, unfortunately, Braden Point comes down with, you know, 
you know, there was there was a controversial. See, I don't want to get too deep into the the plays because I want to deep, dive deeper here in just a second. Um, but Braden Point comes down and gets gets a sweet rebound, you know, off Nadal Nadelkovic, and it just wide open net. So good win for for Tampa. Um, you know, there was a a knee to knee that was missed in this game. Not not significant, well, but it uh, altered I, the play. I, yeah, I wanna. I- Going back to that uh, Tampa Bay uh, overtime, I, I I have a problem with that penalty that they called in overtime. I, that was that was not a penalty. I'm sorry. I that, he was playing the puck. That, that was not a penalty. I just I was watching the game and I remember seeing that in overtime, and then I'm like. They actually called that? Yeah, so what had happened was Bertuzzi um, came around and, you know, got a stick up in the midsection. Of, I forget who it was. Uh, I believe it was Stamkos. It might have been Stamkos. And it just kind of... Or, or Kucherov. It was either Stamkos or Kucherov. I don't I think it actually... Who scored the goal? The game winning... Was Great it Kucherov? Oh, I thought it was Kucherov. Okay, yeah, well, then... Um... Yeah. Okay. Whoever it was, I, he he catch him. He catches him up in the midsection. There was no like hook pull. You know, you watch it all game long as guys are skating down the ice. The sticks come up. I mean, every single play there's a slash. They call it a stick check or whatever you want to call it, poke check. Um, but they they end up calling it, you know, at a crucial crucial time of the game, and yeah, and it puts Detroit down down a man, and you know, Tampa yeah, that was. Time. I just want to uh, that 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 the rough the roughing in that game was just so yeah, and I'm not I'm not one to blame the refs, um, but I'm gonna yeah. move into the Pittsburgh game. Now this one here is Uh-oh. just the most pathetic display of hockey literally ever in the cap era of the NHL. No team has lost by more than ten. In the new era, with a cap. So, an interesting side note: um, the Wings have lost or have given up this season at, at least one. You know, and again, they've given up every goal from zero to eleven. So they given up in games. They given up zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yep. Interesting side note. Not interesting if you're Detroit fan but, or a Detroit but here, here's player. The pro- yeah, but the problem with that is, is a lot of those high-scoring games are against not very good teams. Arizona racked nine goals on Detroit. That's that's Detroit's. They've got some issues, um, and I think you really saw that in the Pittsburgh game. I am not going to recap this game. Um, you know, I just, I'm just not going to recap it. It was, I think 11 to two. I actually shut the game off. This is the first game in years that I have not watched in its entirety. Even if it was a day after the game, because I was out of town or didn't have the game on. I have watched every single game in the last several years. Or you're putting it, or you're putting in a water heater. Well, right, that was fun tonight. But I'm going to watch the game. And I had to shut this one off. This one this one really hurt. Um, 
you know, I, I just, I mean, it started off bad. I mean, it just started off bad. It didn't get any good. So no, it never did get good. Okay. I I think we I think we need a little good news, good news, good news. That's all I wanted. Yeah. That's 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 what it is. I mean they just couldn't capitalize. I mean they had plenty of opportunities. It just shows where the wings are right now. They're just not they're not a playoff caliber team. They've they just can't will they get there? I, I do believe that. I mean they've got a few pieces they gotta really bring in from outside somewhere. Um, you know, which is an obvious statement, but you know, we've got some good kids coming up in the, the organization. Will they see the, the ice next year? I don't know. Um, but it's, uh, you know, just, just a couple of pieces. And I think their wings could really make a, a real serious push. And I think one of those is going to have to be another veteran defenseman. Um, you know, Mark Stahl is, is, you know, one of our best defensemen, which the man just played as in his 1000th game. Like he's, he's up there. <clears throat> we have Moritz Sider, who's incredible playing, you know, Calder quality hockey. He may not be the, the scoring leader. Yeah. If it was for that, uh, 50 year old rookie, <laughs> Michael B, Michael B. If you're listening, it's almost time to retire. So, uh, all right. So I, I started to keep interrupting. You need to get going in this third, uh, yeah, the yeah. last recap. Um, yeah, then we played the Rangers and we actually came out playing really, really tough. You know, we let up an, I don't want to say an easy goal, but it was just, nobody was contesting Reeves. So he was just uncontested, gets a wide open shot. Nothing anyone could do. Um, I, I got to touch on the refereeing. Again. Larkin is going for, going for That's the so <laughs> He's going for the puck around the back of the net. I forget who it was, comes up and overhand slashes Lark, two hands slashes Larkin's stick out of his hands. Now, I know you just said, hey, we're in the NHL, hold your stick. This was like, it was, he tomahawks it out of Larkin's hands. So Larkin looks at the ref like, are you going to call a freaking penalty? And the announcer, I, I, I think it was Eddie Olchek, says, well, on that play, Larkin was looking for a penalty. They knocked the stick right out of his hands. That's a clean play. Does that make any sense to anybody out there? Larkin's looking for a penalty, admits they knocked the stick out of his hands, and then immediately says, clean play. So now you can knock sticks out of players' hands? Uh, apparently to Eddie Olchek you can. You're so pathetic. <laughs> Thank you. I, something had to be played there. Um, but, yeah, so anyway, so the refereeing, you know, that's just what set the tone of the game. Um, you know, so it kind of the, the game got a little rough for a few minutes, but um, Rasmussen comes down and ties it up. You know, he got a – you know, he came in, had a nice opportunity from Hiroshi and, and your favorite player, Danny DeKaiser. Um He's not my favorite. The, the squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, and that's what DeKaiser got there. But um, I thought the Wings overall played really, really He's well. He's back in that. Detroit. Oh, yeah. he, he Nobody wanted him. So he tries yeah. just trying to make the best of something. Yeah. And they haven't had good very – they had to switch something up on defense because it, it hasn't been working. Well, And that's all we have. So, I mean, this see- goes to show you what, what – what our defensive depth is right now. I've never seen nobody wanted to die off either. 
Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but back anyway, to the I'm Rangers. Gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump up. Um, you know, the Rangers win it in overtime. You know, Detroit and and New York they played a hell of a game. Another overtime actually, loss. Well, at least there was no penalties in this one. No, not nothing crazy. There were there were penalties. Uh, like the, no, I want to call one out. No, well, I cider. you he can't see what I was doing with the penalties. I had the air quotes. Oh. <laughs> but you should have saw um, Cider. He set up um, Tuzi. I mean, it was just, it was incredible. He goes into the, he skates up to the D, and it was a power play. So he, he kind of was coming up the middle, and he sees Bertuzzi coming from the left point, and he sees, I forget who was in the middle covering the middle of their penalty kill. He sees that he's kind of um, fading in towards him, so he takes the puck deep. And now he's got all three of the Rangers' penalty killers on him, and he just sent it back door over to Bertuzzi, and it was just it was beautiful. But just the way he was able to see that play develop so quickly on the power play and knew that like he knows the timing of Bertuzzi coming down the ice – but he's also visualizing the defense and reading how they were fading in on him. So he knew that if he took that puck a little bit deeper into the corner, that he would have a clear shot at Bertuzzi, and that's exactly what happened. So I I just love this kid. I talk about him every single game. But, yeah, the wings are, you know, the struggles continue. And, you know, when will it end? Nobody knows. And. But, yeah, and leading into that, uh, there's a little uh, uh, friction uh, between Blash Hill and the the ring, the rookie, the young, not the rookies, the young players. Um, and I have a uh, a Larkin soundbite from after the Penguins game. I'd like to uh, share with you right now. It's not acceptable. It's not enough. It, uh... Is it really uh, – we can't play like that. We can't show up like that for the rest of the season here. And uh, it's going to get worse. Uh, we're going to get embarrassed every night. We just can't show up like that and, and not be prepared and not uh, have the will to, to compete and fight back. And, and uh, yeah, can't show up like that. No, it's, it's – we're all in this together. There's, you know – we coaches, training staff, players, we're, we're all in this together. And we've got a lot of young players that haven't been in this position before. And we don't want the, we don't want those young players to be in that position again. And the, the focus has been, what are we going to do to get better? So it, it doesn't happen. And uh, it's, something's got to give and something's got to, you know, it starts with the players. That's, that's my message. You know, if you're on this roster to, there's so much to play for and, we have to we have to figure that out. Everyone's playing for something in our locker room. You know, it could be building towards next year. That's that's my main focus is building for next year. And then we have to find a way to to start forming an identity here down the end of the season and and play for something. And to me, it's it's playing for next year to make sure we're not in this position again. So that was after the Penguins. Uh debacle and uh, let's, they, let's break that down they 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 they, 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 they kind of uh i, I thought you know because the rangers obviously game was after the penguins and this is you know after that comment i thought that 
you know, they would come out, uh, you know, on fire, you know, after that beating. Well, they they did. They did respond after that beating. I mean, they didn't win the game, but they competed. I just think that uh, it's looking like Blash Hill is going to be gone. Probably, I, I wouldn't be surprised the last game of the season, you know, the, the day after locker cleanout day, he's gone. And I mean, I'm I, he's not gone now. I have a, well, there's like 15 games left. It's kind of dumb to play him now. You must just let him ride out. I mean, they're not really playing for anything. Just kind of let it go until the end of the season, you know, 15, about, about a, not even a month uh, now. And, I mean, you want to hear, I mean, it's kind of, you know, as we record this, it's, uh, you know, April Fool's. So I don't know if he was ahead of us a day, you know, like a week ahead. But I got a, a, a sound, a blast show sound bait. Uh, this was after the Penguins game as well. And I just thought, I'm like, I'm listening to it. I'm let's, like, let's hear it. Let's I'm, I'm like, too. I'm like, is this a joke? Extremely uh, frustrating, uh, disappointing. Uh, all those emotions. It's hard to uh, hard to go through, obviously. But uh, uh, but but in the end, you know, we've got to look in the mirror because we're the ones that that we're out there. You are what you do in life, and uh, uh, tonight we were we were uh, not good enough. You know, as a group, we haven't been nearly good enough. Uh, obviously, um, uh, so we all got to look in the mirror, and we all got to figure out. Uh, how over the next whatever many games we have left, uh, not to allow this to happen. Um, you, you know, if you if you if you check well, you're in games, and if you don't check well, uh, and you're off your game at all, you get crushed, and that's what's going on right now. I yeah, I, I kind of got lost in that last comment. It's like I, I don't know what he was talking about. Does play he, that, like, can you play check? that last? part of that comment again you know if you if you if you check well you're in games and if you don't check well uh, and you're off your game at all you get crushed and that's what's going on right now so at one point there he goes as a group we're not ready you're well, right that's what makes a bad hockey team isn't that what the so isn't that isn't that the responsibility of the coach is to exactly. get them ready exactly so if they're not ready like i could see one or two guys they just weren't ready that night. They they didn't bring their A game. You know it happens. It happens. But to go out there and say our team, our guys weren't ready. That's that's a coaching issue. There's never a reason the whole team shouldn't be ready. There's never a reason for the whole team to not you know be running the right schemes or playing the right positions that that's that's a one or two off guy like you look at some of the strongest teams right now you know Toronto Colorado guys don't come unprepared their coaches have them prepared and they go out and they execute and they win games you know so to have a whole entire team that's not prepared is you know that's that is a coach. Coach needs to look in the mirror. What I mean, what do you think? What do you think? Dilo? It's like like Larkin says. It's not. It's unacceptable. See, but one of the other issues that I have is 
Um, you know, one of the other issues I have is Detroit is such a young team that they can't be losing like this because the next thing you know, it's, I mean, let's be real. Detroit's going to have probably two to three more losing seasons. Now, there's two types of losing seasons. Losing seasons like they are now, being embarrassed, like Larkin said, every single game, that's a problem because that's a culture that these young kids are going to be you know, groomed in, a culture of losing, a culture of failure, not executing. So they're going to get sick of that. And if that continues for the next couple of years where they're being embarrassed, they need to improve a little bit each and every year, or you're going to see Raymond asking for a trade. You're going to be, you know, um, most cider. He's going to want to go play somewhere else because they don't want to be in a culture like this. Just, I hope he doesn't have a trade, uh, uh, no trade clause. I don't know. Yeah, we don't want to run into that freaking mess. <laughs> so I mean, I, I yeah, I, it's just looking like this. Um, they're the moron is going to be gone because I mean, he's that comment is. Uh, I lost respect. I'm try, I'm playing it, and I'm playing you know, along, uh, getting this soundbite, and I'm like, what is he yeah, trying to say? Yeah, he, he's just. I mean, Larkin sounded more like a coach. Larkin in Larkin's comment, he sounded more like a coach. Yeah, I mean, he's very passionate. So, you know, it's just it's it's tough to go through. And I kind of feel for Larkin because every single game, you know, he's got to be the one that goes up in front of the, you know, the podium, and he's got to speak for the team as as the captain needs to. And he's he's running out of excuses. I mean. He's up there. I mean, what what do you say? He he can't come out and just say, you know what? We lost our coach. We don't have faith in him. The locker room sucks. And, you know, he can't come out and say that. You're and, never going to hear a player do that. And now it's really putting the pressure on Iserman because now Iserman has to do something. And yeah, if he Eisenman's doesn't, hand, Eisenman's and, hand's been, been pushed. And, and now, if he doesn't, and he, because he, remember, he gave Blashell extension last year. Um, yeah, but I believe it was only a year, and, so I don't think. Yeah. Um, but now, you know, it, it's really, you know, because if he doesn't do anything and he keeps him, he's like, "Well, let's give him another year. Let's, you know." See, I don't, I don't think then, gonna... then, then, then you'll, then you'll, you know, all the all the media and fans and players are going to just turn on him and say, "Well, then maybe it's time for him to go." <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you're you're absolutely right, and I think, I mean, if if people had as much faith as they think Eisenman has in Blashill. Eisman would have signed him for more than a year. He would have given him two, maybe three year contract. I, 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 but I, I, to give I, him a one year to me is kind of like and listen, feed, you make it or you break it. Yeah, and and feeding him, I think you know, be giving him the year. You know, I think that was like a kind of like a you know how you know players send them one year so they can you know go out and prove them that they you know to make the big money. I think that was more like, okay, show me what you have this year. And if you, you know, if 
if you're worthy of the um of the uh, now I can't think of the name of that trophy there the 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 coach uh, coach the coach of the year um then yeah we'll sign you to a long year deal but if you can't get it done and he obviously hasn't gotten it done no then it's, it's you're you're terrible. gone so I don't know maybe in future episodes you know as the I'll season winds down I mean, we're, we'll uh. We'll, we'll maybe discuss, you know, who who potential replacements, who who they could uh, look to get. But I don't, I don't want to beat. It just seems like well, we're beating this dead horse here. Every horse, it's every know. week. It's, like, it's every week. You know, we just it we, all comes gotta, down to coaching. Yeah, we just got to move on from that. So here's here's my. We're gonna do a little surprise segment for Dan here. I kind of pre warned yeah. him, but I didn't give him the. Uh, I didn't give him the uh, uh, info on it. Well, let's before we get into that, let me just um, um, I I touched on the Genoa kneeing in the game against the Ottawa that he did get fined. The NHL did fine him two thousand um, dollars for the they well he got called for tripping, but they called it kneeing. Uh, okay, so yeah, yeah so and, just and just wanted to tie just, off of that Taylor Hall. Um, you know, he went berserk. He he lost his freaking mind. I don't know what, you know, I just, I don't think I've ever seen him do anything like that, but he, uh, he punched, you know, came up behind and punched. What's, uh, Oh, I saw that. I saw the tail end of that. Punched him right in the head. It was well out to the whistle. I'm like, it was a, they gave him a $5,000 fine. I mean, that's just, you know, and, I don't know if Hall. I feel like I've heard his name in this is not suspension, but I think he's been fined. Maybe he hasn't. Um, not trying to start rumors, but but yeah, I think uh, I thought that was a real dirty play, and that really fits the Boston narrative. But I, I I just can't believe he didn't at least get a game for that. Well, I mean, did you see? Yeah, did you see uh, a I saw I saw the tail on that, and I'm like, he didn't get a penalty on that. He didn't even get a penalty. Because I saw, I didn't and see. He only got a five thousand dollars fine. Okay, oh. that's, that's you know what that's. Very oh, that is that is. Of. I mean, as far as fines go, it's, Let it seems a little stiff. I haven't really seen a lot of that fines punch, that higher than that. That punch. You know what that reminds me of? Bertuzzi, sucker punching more. Do you remember that? Uh yeah, I, where he broke Moore's very, neck. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He, it was yeah. when he was with um, Colorado, Vancouver, oh, and yeah. Moore was with Colorado. Yeah, and what Taylor Hall just did is eerily familiar to that play. So that's a dirty, dirty play in the NHL, and it's you know it's it's shameful. Yeah, it seems it's like shameful this... that the NFL or the NHL. I'm getting my freaking ends mixed up here. But it's a shame, and and the player safety committee, they should be embarrassed to have allowed that to happen, because now you're going to see more guys getting injured, and that's why concussions and injuries are upwards to thirty percent more than they were in the '80s during the enforcer era, because of plays like that, and they continue to, to allow them with minimal consequences. 
So, so yep. Don't don't think that that this type of hockey is going to be changing anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, and yeah, it just and it seems like there was a theme going on um, this week for that. But uh, so yeah, I just want to want to throw in that uh, fine. So uh, yeah, so let's let's put, jump bring into it back Dan's to you. shaking in his boots here. So Dan is a you know the the biggest predators fan that i've ever met in my life he is diehard he goes to nashville um you know he makes it a point to go to games like this guy will and we're from upstate new york so it's not like we're just traveling a couple of hours so dan being the the preds fan that he is and i know he's very passionate but one thing that i have seen this year and i have brought it up to you a few times the crowd isn't there. Once touted the number one fan base in the NHL, and they disappeared. They're gone. Yeah, I've, I've noticed that at times this year, too. And even um, even the game that I went to in February um, against uh, the – it was a P.E.K.K.A. night um, – and uh, they uh, they they played the stars and they, you know a big rivalry uh, that they've over the last couple of years, um, the stars and predators actually ever since uh, the stars moved into the central from the Pacific, and I mean they were loud but I, it just it didn't feel like a predator game not like the games I've been to I've been to games. I, unfortunately, I, I haven't it. been to a playoff game, but I, you know, I've been to you know regular season games, and it was just amazing. And this, it just didn't seem. I mean, it was loud, but not you know, not like it, not like it has been. And I, I remember they, it was a sellout, and supposedly the most, the the highest uh, capacity, um, but. It didn't seem like it. Okay, so and, and, and that night was you know the Pekka night, and and I think you know obviously he got more more. Uh, it was louder uh, for for him than than the team. Yeah. See, let me let me just say, I, I did a little homework on this, and as you know, I joined some Nashville Predators fan clubs on Facebook. No, that's okay, because I actually I like the Predators. I'm not going to troll them. I'm not going to be a jerk and be one of those guys that, you know, talks crap even when their teams play. But I put on there, I put, I hope this isn't a dumb question, but I feel like watching the game, the crowd just isn't as electric as it has been before. And I've read some reason why on some other posts, but does anyone else feel that way? I've never been to a game in person, so it could just be the TV perception. But just curious if anyone has any thoughts. One lady says, last game, my husband and I went to after two years of not going to a game due to COVID. We were so disappointed in the crowd. We have gone since day one, and the crowds, of course, have their times, especially during playoffs. But we were disappointed without the usual antics from the crowd. So I wanted to know why. We've established that the crowd isn't as electric but why? And one guy said, because like the majority of the bandwagon fans, they have finally fallen off since the cup push. And now it's just the true 
and the real Preds fans left. It's funny. Ticket prices and and you went. Another person said, I just can't afford to go. The diehard fans that created all the fun in the, in the area are likely priced out of tickets, throwing a downward spiral the last few years. And now it's a less rambunctious crowd. And then like five people said, we just can't afford it either. So are the predators up there for like cost to go to a game? Like, well, could that be a my, from like younger fans that like want to be there? I didn't think mine was all that. May, I don't know. Maybe they're talking about the season ticket prices, but my, you know, mine was only like, uh, what did I pay? Like 60 bucks, I think. And I was in the 300 level, which, I mean, it wasn't a bad seat. It was actually a good seat. It wasn't like the nosebleeds. But I didn't think the price was that bad. It was especially for a Dallas game. But I had also got it in back in November. Um, and this the game was in February. But um, um, I, it, I want to touch base. I never thought about it until you brought that up uh, in one of the comments. Uh, I, I wonder if it has something to do with COVID, too, because... You know, it seems I like it could be. It seems like after you know NHL, you know, had to shut down and there are no fans, and you know they're starting to, the first year they're actually starting to bring them back in. So I, I'm just wondering if that has some, something to do with it too. So I don't I know. Feel, I know. I can't. I don't know. You know, other teams. You know, if that's the same way with other teams. Um, obviously, you can't judge Detroit because they're just not. They're in a rebuild. Here. Yeah. But that's but that's a problem though, and, because again that goes back to the true fans versus the bandwagon fans. And you and I had that conversation too. And when I told you, I was like, you know, because you would brag about, it. oh, the Predators have the best fans in the NHL. There's nobody, not another fan base ever. And I told you, and I don't know if you remember me telling you that when the team is good, people are going to come out of the woodworks. When the team is bad, kind of like they don't even the- want to associate with them. Kind of like the Penguins. Just like the Penguins. And now everybody wants to be a And Penguins the Blues. Fan. And Colorado. Yep. And Detroit. And Chicago. Be, I mean, the Joe Lewis Arena. And I was telling you, the Joe in the 90s was just as electric as Smashville during their cup. Because well, people like to see winning teams. Maybe not as rambunctious and smashing cars, but the crowd level, the noise, or not the crowd, the crowd noise level. You know, just people going nuts. Like people stood in their they didn't even sit the entire game. Like that that was a fan base that was fun to even watch from TV. Well, and that was the, the Predators that, during their few years pushing to the cup. Well, the Joe was a lot more intimate too. So you know, you're in the game because it's it's smaller and like those all those you know maybe we could yeah, talk about this at our time. But all I, these old old buildings that were smaller. But, but what I'm saying is people that you know. Because when a team is good, people want to watch them. And when a team is bad, only the real fans want to watch them. So right now, I think maybe yeah, like, they're just getting a dose of you know who the real fans are, and then when they push again, you're gonna see like me. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, you know, you you watch the Wings every game. Well, I mean, oh, I. 
I try to win, watch the Predators, but, you know, life gets in the way. And sometimes sure. I can't. I didn't think I would record. And also there's a time when uh, usually if I'll start to watch the game, they'll start playing like crap. They'll start losing. And if I so I like I don't watch it, and when I don't watch it, they win. So I'm like, well, then I guess I can't watch because if I watch, they lose. And all blah, right, blah, time blah. out. But, but I don't. When maybe, you watch them when you watch them, they lose. Pretty so, much, unless I'm at the game. Well, here's what I want. You I, to do. Which, I which want, next which, time, next time you watch them, or don't watch them, you let me know what you're doing. So yeah, when they play I, again in a couple of days. I did that tonight. To watch a game. You know why? Did that tonight because I'm gonna bet the opposite way. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm gonna win two hundred thirty. I'm gonna put a hundred bucks on. If you, if you don't bet. watch the Predators game, and you tell me I'm not gonna watch the Predators, they're gonna, gonna put a hundred bucks on the Predators. They're gonna screw up though. <laughs> of course they will because I'll, I'll have money right uh, now. I don't know what it is because when I'm actually, I've had a pretty good track record when I actually go to a live game. I think the last five or six that I've gone to in person, they've won. Hmm. More I could say for the Titans, but that's a different I think I'm going to have to take you to uh, the pizza barn then <laughs> because I've never seen a win well, at the Joe or at the – Neither have I. The game, one, the one game I went to and I said, you know, I didn't – All right, trip's canceled. I didn't make any game, you know, I didn't make any of the, uh, any of the original uh, teams' buildings, but and I wanted to go to the Joe – so I went and they lost that game, and then the, I went the next year. Uh, I went to the pizza barn and you actually they lost went there that before game I did. And, oh, jeez! And I'm not even a Wings fan, right? <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Welcome so, fans. Like Detroit fans are usually pretty chill. And, like when I've gone, I've sat amongst opposing teams, fans, and it's usually a pretty chill atmosphere. No, I wasn't wearing my Preds stuff either because I didn't want to play the Preds, but. Um, you don't want to so, be that guy. Yeah. That, well, that guy that goes to a game and wears like yeah. it'll be Chicago versus Buffalo and the guy will be standing there in a Kraken jersey. I just saw it oh, the other day. Or Boston. It was, a guy, <laughs> it was a guy in a Rangers jersey and a guy in the Kraken jersey. And when um they scored at the end of the in, in overtime, the dude in the Kraken jersey stood up like they had just won the Stanley Cup. And it's like, dude, you're wearing a Kraken you're jersey. Moron. Right. Thank you. All right. Rant over. So, so uh, touch and base, you know, uh, you know, as we briefly just, uh, you know, talking about these hits. I don't know if you saw it, but the other day, uh, it was, um, it was, game was pretty much over. It was uh, Carolina and Washington. It was a six to one game. I didn't watch the game. I I turned it on late in the third period with like five minutes to go. But um, this is a six to one game. Two seconds left. Well, actually, there at the time, and when he hit him, it was actually like six seconds. But by the time they blew the whistle, it, was, it ended up to be two seconds. Lars Eller, who's got uh, a history, hit uh, Kal Kalkanemi. Um. He hit him, and uh, he had Kokonami actually left the game. He got injured. Um, I haven't heard if he's if he's back or if he's injured or what. But um, so I don't have an update on his injury. 
But this is with a, a six to one game with six seconds left when he hit him, and this hit was very definitely unnecessary. I mean, you're it's a six to one game. You don't even need to hit the guy. It's the game's over. There's six seconds left. You're not going to do anything. You're not going to score a, ha- a field goal and, and try to tie the game or a touchdown yeah, and win the game. And some things are it's, not. That's, it's a that's six to true. one game with six seconds left. You don't that's, hit the guy, and he hit him near the boards. And Lars Eller, I don't know if he got suspended. I didn't hear, but he does have a history. He did get a penalty for it. But I I just have to go off there's, on this because no, no it was it, it was dirty. No it that. was just it was just dirty. I mean, the, Lars Eller is just a complete moron. <laughs> I mean, and I just yeah, he's he he ranks up there with the Tom Wilsons. Yeah, that was that was just stupid. I I want to point out one more thing that I forgot to mention. So in the Red Wings versus the Penguins game, the score is eight to one. Yes, eight to one. So, Detroit scores a goal. It's now eight to two. So, um, Rust, Brian Rust, is skating down the ice. Then he cuts across, and uh, Detroit's Wallman gives him a little shove over top of Pickard. So Pickard's in, and it was it was a good hit. I mean, he he definitely knocked Pickard to the ice. So when that happened, the fans start booing. The Pittsburgh fans start booing an injured player in an eight to two game. That sounds in like the, the third period. Why? Why is that? Why is there a fan base? Bo- I mean, the guy didn't just lay on the ground. I don't. He tried to, he tried to stay back in. But why would you boo him out? Why would you boo any injured player at any time? I because mean, you're a scumbag. Yeah, just back. another reason to hate the Penguins. Just you know, the, you're a moron. Just, that's right. It, it was it was kind of disgusting. Like I I know Detroit sucks. They were losing eight to two. Like it wasn't even a close game. It was in the third period. So Detroit could score three quick goals, and they still wouldn't have even come close to winning that game. Like, it's just not necessary. That's just, I don't know, it just it blows my mind, man. We we, but, we can, I think we need to do some. Uh... Let's jump into the playoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, let's talk. Let's talk some playoff. We got some uh, playoff information. Uh, oh, you know what? I though? thought you. Before yeah, before we do that, let's talk about the injury. I don't know if anyone saw Clayton Keller's injury. Um, not that they have anything to play for the Arizona Coyotes, but as soon as he went into the boards, immediately I said he broke his femur. D. Lie texted you this morning. He broke his femur. I bet, and I'm saw pretty that. sure he <laughs> broke his femur, and that's painful. They, I've never had it happen. But I I hear it's pretty freaking painful because you have to pull the traction on it. Oh man, it just doesn't sound good. So yeah. he had to go through a couple of surgeries to get that repaired. You know, I, I hope him, you know, quick recovery, and I hope he can make it back next year. Hopefully, they'll find a way to give the kid a real stadium to play in. But 
and I think that you know, not this three thousand scene. Oh, and all this it's a lot of a lot of bad news going on this this episode. So I think it's time for some. Good news, well, hey, good news, good news. I thought I uh, I do want to say so, one nice thing. Here's a nice thing to say. A guy who has been seen a villain with many other teams. I've read that he's no longer the villain. He's actually a great locker room guy. And they said Phil Kessel was that guy who stayed with who stayed with Clayton Keller after his injury. And before going to the locker room, he went to the medical room to check on this kid. So a lot of stories were coming out about how he's really a great locker room guy. And he's not as hot-headed as the fans in Toronto tried to make cool. him out to be. But anyway, go ahead. Let's 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 move it. So on. go so going back to that good news. Uh, Roman Yossi was named the first star of the week. Yeah, let's give a round of applause uh, to him. Pacing the NHL with. Um... There you go. That that goes out to yeah. uh, Mr. Yossi. Congratulations, sir. So yeah, he's uh, twenty-four assists, twenty-eight points, and a plus fourteen in fourteen games. Um, okay. And then uh, Johnny Gaudreau was the second star, and Bobrovsky was the third star of the the, uh, the month. And that's good. No, it was a month. It was a month. It was, that's right. It was a month. Yeah, you guys have some really good. You have some really um, good talent all over the ice on that team. Yeah, well, they're not showing it lately. Yeah, just give it. <laughs> just give it time. Yeah. So yeah, so Keller's out for the season. Um, let's talk and, about the playoffs. Uh, you know, we're we're, we're well, coming into the playoff season. Yeah, well, uh, just something before we touch base to the uh, the playoffs. Um, the Kraken were officially eliminated, and just put the beer down. Put the beer. It down. Was, you said we're not going to talk about the playoffs, and then you say the Kraken were eliminated from the playoffs. You realize you're talking about. The uh, oh, I'm, st- I'm starting to, s- I'm starting to sound like Blash. Oh no, I shouldn't have played that song. Come Blash. So, so, <laughs> well, actually, it's technically not because cl- the Kraken aren't going to be in the playoffs because, uh, ironically, they were eliminated by Vegas. Just, th- I just thought it was kind of funny because. There was it's the Kraken, the Krakens, the Krakens in inaugural season. When Vegas was in their first year, they made it to the playoffs. I, I don't know if they made it to the final, but they made it to the playoffs of that. But that's I don't want to get there. They they had a better expansion draft. So, uh, how's the Eastern Conference playoff race looking? Well, it looks pretty secure from the uh, top to bottom. Um, you've got, you've got Florida, Florida, Tampa, and Toronto leading the Atlantic. Um, you've got Carolina, the Rangers, Pittsburgh leading the Metropolitan. And you've got Boston and Washington who are leading the, uh, you know, the wild car race. And I don't think anyone's going to be able to catch them. The Islanders are actually the uh, next closest, which is surprising to me. I thought they were going to have a much worse season than they uh, ended up having. They just had a slow start, and COVID really set them back. But I think Trotsky well, has done a great job with them. I believe they won tonight uh, at the time of this recording. Um, uh, so they were tied with Columbus. 
uh, before. Yeah, but they still need. They so still, yeah, so I, I eleven there's, points there's, to catch. There's only like uh, fifteen games left, fourteen something like that. And they've only but got they, one game. They they played sixty-seven games. Uh, Washington played sixty-eight. But so you're saying you know pretty much uh, it's basically just positioning then. Yep. So uh, why don't we kind of you know as long as it can't really you know it's not really much to talk about as far as teams trying to get in because obviously it's pretty much settled um so who What's do you think west, who, who do you think is gonna uh you know uh, take the metropolitan and you know you got carolina leading that I, with I 98 the, Ra- think- the rangers they i thought the rangers were going to catch them but i think that one could go pretty much any way i mean the atlantic and the metropolitan you know, the Ra- the Rangers are up and down. I I thought the Rangers were going to catch them, but I, I think Carolina's going to hold them off and and take the division. They they might, but I think the Ra- don't underestimate them. They've been playing good hockey here in the and last then few you, games. And then you got Pittsburgh right there with the Rangers neck and neck. So they're yeah. you know they they're they're they got to battle themselves. Same thing with Tampa Bay and Toronto. Although Tampa Bay's playing really good lately, so I think. They might be able to catch Florida. I mean, Florida's really good, you know, been good all season long. They've been consistent. I, 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 I think Tampa is going to take that division. Do you? Yeah, they, they're going to get hot. You know, they're starting to get hot right now, and I think you know, coming off the two Stanley Cup wins. First, folks, D Law is calling Tampa Bay to uh, to take the Atlantic. Who, who? Let's just take a a, a quick prediction from now. Who comes out of the East as the Eastern Conference champions? Uh, I still think Florida. You're going to go Florida? I think I have to agree with you. I think this is Florida's year. You, to... You've been saying that all year, though. But... Yeah, I, I know. But I think Florida is going to take they're the high. They're the highest scoring team yeah. and in I'll the tell league. You who I think out of the West. But go ahead. Break down the West because I want to. All right, so you know, obviously Colorado's just—I mean, they could lose the rest of their games and still take the top spot. Um, and you got, yeah, they're my favorite uh, to win the. Uh, you got Minnesota, St. Louis, Nashville, the, and Dow, be the and Dow, and De- and oh, easily, and um, and then, you know, behind them, behind Colorado, you got Minnesota, St. Louis, Nashville, and Dallas, all fighting. For the second and third spot, I mean Dallas. You know they're a little bit behind, but I don't. They've got they've also got two games in hand. But you know, I mean they're they're close, but I just don't think they can. You know, I just don't think they have it. So I, I think it's going to be between Minnesota, St. Louis, and Nashville. Nashville, they just they need to put some together some wins. I mean, they 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 could easily be in second right now. Just the games that they lost in the last few weeks. Yeah, and I was saying it before that they were getting hot at the right time, but that kind of fizzled out, you know, shortly after. And then don't look now, but Vegas is right behind Dallas, and yeah, I think that's they, I think that's why I'd have to worry about if I was Nashville. I I'm thinking Vegas could make a run here. Winnipeg is behind them. I don't. I just don't see them. I, I don't. I don't think they have that good of a team. No, and they don't have. That I, I don't think they're they going to be. I, they've they played, played sixty-nine games. games. In Winnipeg or than Dallas. Um. 
So yeah. Who, um, who comes out of the West? Who's your choice? For uh, in the playoff to do the Stanley Cup would be Colorado. You're going Colorado. I'm going Minnesota. Oh, you just love to hear this. Uh... No, don't you dare. I cannot stand that song. Cannot stand it. You moron. <laughs> yeah, you moron. So, so, so you're going, you're going Colorado. I'm gonna just make a little note in my notebook here. So Dan's prediction. They're just too strong, too deep. Even though they do have a couple injuries, um, I know. Uh, Colorado versus. Florida. Uh, who, who, who was it? Just got injured for Colorado. Um, Cal McCarr. No, oh, he just got injured too. It was a forward. Um, McKinnon broke his hand. McKinnon, yeah, McKinnon, yeah. Well, my fantasy. Buck, he buckled, Dumba. Um. Oh, actually, you talked about him last week. Um. And then in the Pacific Division, you got Calgary. I think uh, Los Angeles is trying to make that Calgary could make it quite a run. Los Angeles is making a push, but I think Calgary is going to take the division. Oh, what the heck did I just do? Okay. Um. So and then uh, and then you know Edmonton's a dangerous team. I, you know they're I, they're, they're going to end up finishing third in the division, but you know they're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be a dangerous team in the playoffs. I wouldn't so. be surprised if they upset if they. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure what the playoff seedings are going to be now with this stupid wild card format. So Colorado would play probably Dallas if it's if it was today, right? Because there's a second wild card, and then Calgary would play Nashville. Is that how it works? I don't know. Because the two wild cards would play the division leaders. And then, okay. and then the two three seeds would play within a division. So it'd be L.A. Edmonton, if I'm thinking, right? Yeah, I think you're right. And then after the second round, do they do, do they reseed them? I don't know how that would work. Yeah, I'm not sure. We'll have to we'll have to wait but and see. In any case, um, I think Edmonton would be L.A. in that se- in that season in that series. Um, but I think Edmonton would beat Minnesota if they if, if that came down to you know a second or third round. Well, I don't think the third round would be the Western Conference Final, which would be Colorado and I don't know. I, St. Louis is too strong too. I, I think St. Louis would probably beat Minnesota in, in the first round if they had to play. You know, unless Nashville mm. can. Unless Nashville can get going and finish in the second or third spot. So you think Minnesota is like the most Louis, team out of... Well, just because they got Flurry. Unless they don't play them. I don't know how that's going to, you know... Well, they have to. Well... And if he gets his... Apparently, last episode, you said they... I wouldn't. You said they wouldn't. That was just they, me being a, a dirtbag, because if, oh, if you're going to win... You can screw them out of their draft position. Oh, so you are being a moron. A moron. Right. A moron. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, because if you're going to win the game and you know you're going to win the game, then why play him? 
if you can win with your backup and you need him to win like four games in two different series, I think it was, then let him win like one game per series just to get a head start. Then they don't uh, lose yeah, their draft but pick Louis and get out of got, first round. St. Louis has got a really good really good team. They got they got Cairo who's just Unbelievable! They, yeah, they got they, they got really decent goaltending for. Uh, he's just I don't know if he's a rookie. He's a young goalie. I don't. I'm not sure if he's technically a rookie, but then again, NHL standards anybody can be a rookie. Apparently, <laughs> um, the first man to retire a week after his rookie campaign, Michael Bunting. So I mean that's just you know I mean obviously we're gonna be keep you know from here on this is uh, as we record it April first so you know it's a good time to introduce the playoff race uh, going forward so every yeah, we'll week every week we'll have a little little segment on the playoff uh, chase and you know as fast as you know it it could change by next week you know Nashville could be out of oh, the playoffs. Yeah. And there's Vegas could be in the sitting in the wild card. Oh yeah, everything. They're they're, they're only four not. points. They're only they're only four points behind Nashville, and if Vegas wins tonight, they'll pull within two. So, you know, there's a couple of a couple of stories that I I, I completely missed out on that I forgot that I wanted to say, and I think it would be great for our listeners because it's kind of fun. Um, so did you see? The Nicholas Backstrom night? No, I didn't. You didn't see that. Okay. So he is on pace to get, a. Th- I think it was like a 1,000 assists or something crazy like that. Let me see where it is here. I wrote it down. Oh, dude. Yeah, 1,000 points. I'm sorry, 1,000 points. So Nicholas Backstrom, who is known for his assists to Ovi, he was the setup man for many years in that duo. And they started calling assists apples. Like, oh, I had two apples tonight. Oh, I saw something about that, yeah. So he was playing in the game. And I forget who they were playing. It might have been like Toronto or something. But So they're playing the game. And he needs one point to get 1,000 points. So as the gift... They put Nicholas Backstrom and his face on a little toy apple. And they were handing those out because he was the assist man. He gave out apples. apples. So he gets his thousandth point, and everybody throws the apples on the ice. Everybody. There's thousands of these. Kind of reminds me of uh, the the rats in Florida. Very similar. (laughs) The announcer even says, well, I don't think they anticipated that. I don't think that's what they thought were going to happen with the apples. So the ice crew's out there skating them all up. There's apples bouncing everywhere because they're like foam apples. So, I mean, these things are just bouncing everywhere. Players are trying to get them, and and, uh, it was just – it was kind of comical just seeing just thousands of apples just raining down. But the only only difference is they didn't – the goalie wasn't hiding in the net like uh, Van Beesbrook was doing. The Beezer. That's an oldie. That was a a playoff uh, when Florida was – I think it was the Stanley Cup final year. It might have been, yeah. I don't think it was the finals, but it was the playoffs, and they – 
that's when they were throwing the rats on you, was hiding, and, and then that didn't want to get hit. So, <laughs> at least the goalies didn't have to worry about getting hit with an apple. Right. <laughs> They're, they're just lucky they were uh, they're plush plush uh, uh, things Rats. and not real real apples. Oh, the apples, yeah. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be rotten. Can you imagine, but, like, you know how they throw octopus in Detroit? Or catfishing rats out, or, out of the ice, or, or catfish in Nashville. What do you think the players should do if they start throwing live oh, rats onto the ice? Oh God, I don't think I'd want to be. Besides a PETA lawsuit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Live rats were raining down in Florida tonight. Before we uh, wrap up, uh, we, we got to talk we, about we, one more story, D. Law. It's very we, passionate to me. We Costa have Monica. a. Uh, well, uh, actually, oh, let, we let, 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 let's end the show with that. But first, uh, okay. there was a there was a trade today. The Avalanche traded Bernie to Blue Jackets for Stinger. Ooh. <laughs> What a blockbuster trade that was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> really making a ripple out there in the NFL, any, I don't know, NHL uh, world today. And then and then towards the end, um, uh, yeah, there was, they were going back and forth on Twitter, Bernie and Stinger, and then uh, – and then the Columbus it's Blue Jackets. Like wildfire. At three o'clock, the Blue Jackets uh, came out with a tweet and said uh, the trade was canceled because uh, Stinger's clause allowed for a trade to the Rockies, not the Avs. <laughs> and they and they put just kidding. And then Colorado <laughs> tweeted a picture of Bernie, April Fools. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, thought I was like, that was kind of funny. Yeah, it was funny. Um, so yeah, so we got to end the note on a somber, or end the show on a somber note. The beloved El Sabatka has been let go by the Detroit Red Wings organization. Yeah, the man had been there for I forget how many. I mean, it's something crazy, like fifty years or something he's been working on the ice there and he uh was recently let go and now he's he's the famous red wing octatorial i want to find out who was responsible for getting him because i'd be like to... i could kick your ass that's right that's right well here's the rumor here's the rumor that that i heard and i don't know if this is true it's just from one of my one of my sources is that he was actually caught stealing game used merch and taking it and selling it for his own profit instead of putting it in the memorabilia shop but I could kick your ass. so somebody's gonna get their ass kicked and we just don't know who it is so there's rumors that he's gonna try to file a counter lawsuit for ageism possibly um, you're moron but I think they're they the, like I said the we might have us we got to watch this, but I want to know if that my, my source is right because I'll keep using that for real deep inside Red Wings information. But, yeah, the rumor is he was stealing game-used merch that was supposed to go in the store and taking it and selling it for his own profit. And then the Red Wings had a little uh, April Fool's joke of their own uh, saying that uh, Eiserman stepped down because of that decision. Yep. But 
Really, uh, that that was a joke, but the Sabatka thing wasn't. Right. Yeah. No, the Sabatka he, that's not an April Fool's joke. He's no longer within the Red Wings organization. Um, you know, Al, I I enjoyed him. I shook the man's hand when I did a tour at the Joe, and um, you know, he said he's very difficult to work for, but he's very good at what he does. And since he's been gone, they've had some pretty major ice issues. So. One game. What's that? One game. <laughs> right. I, yeah. <laughs> it went to hell against the Rangers. I mean, they couldn't figure out the ice. Well, they can't figure out how to secure oh, this okay. either. They still can't. They can't figure out how to play that either. I don't remember the words. <laughs> I don't think anyone does. Well, except for Journey themselves. Well, at least, uh, did, did we even heard this? The last game. Not as much as I'd like, and they heard a lot more against, so. But yeah, let's, you know, talking about the, uh, the teams, let's, uh, let's talk about who we got coming up here for the Red Wings. You know, I'm hoping we can get more of that horn action and a little more get up, but who freaking knows with this team? They're so up and down. But this right, week we've so got, you know, Ottawa. If that's in Ottawa or Detroit? Uh, that one is in Detroit. Okay. Then Sunday, which is a game actually happening while we're recording, so um, I'm going to go watch this game and critique it. But we've got Ottawa tonight, Ottawa Sunday, Boston on Tuesday. Man, so you got Ottawa twice. Yeah. What is it with Nashville and Detroit playing Ottawa? We just know. Predators just played. Just played pounds them at least one of these games. Uh, so Predators just Ottawa. played Ottawa twice. Now, Na now Detroit's got them twice. Yep. The so Predators, that's why the Pred wing. Yeah. So uh, well, how many? So, so we've got Ottawa, Ottawa. Boston on Tuesday. Boston and Wednesday. Jeez, you got a big green. So four games. Yep, we got four. And Boston games. and Winnipeg. I'm calling this. Detroit's gonna. I think they're gonna drop both to Ottawa. Okay. I think they're gonna play Boston close. Was that in Boston? That's in Detroit, and I think in they're gonna Detroit. win that game. Oh, you're gonna win. What about Winnipeg? Is that home or away? That's away, and they're gonna lose. That they're gonna lose that game. Well, Winnipeg's so not. That down I didn't write that down. Uh, yes, I did. So you got okay. loss, loss, win, loss. Yes. So, so one in three on this four-game stretch until our next recording day. Yeah. What do we got well, for Preds? Well, uh, this is kind of interesting. <laughs> uh, I like interesting. They're. They're at Buffalo, and that's um, why we speak, right? Right now. I yeah I I yeah I I can't say because I know the outcome. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> and then, um, and then they're home against the Wild. Oh wait a minute! No, they're in Nashville, so I don't have to listen to that. I can listen to this. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then they gotta go to our favorite place, our favorite town, our favorite, well, maybe not favorite city, favorite team, I mean, Ottawa. Again, twice in two in a week, I think, or close to a week. That was, a, was actually a makeup game for November, though. So, I think Ottawa had, were, were, we, were, were they allowed in Canada, or did I? I don't have COVID or something or I don't remember, but it was a makeup game in November from okay. November. So I don't remember exactly why it was uh, canceled. So uh, I, can't, I can't say the Buffalo cause uh, that's, I know the outcome. And then I think they're going to beat Minnesota and I think they're going to be Ottawa coming off that. That when so they're gonna go two and zero on the next two games. Well, two, two out of three. I yeah. Well. But you can't give the results <laughs> of the first game. So, right? and that ties me up. Uh, a preview uh, uh, goes right into a preview of uh, our episode eight coming up, which I forgot to mention in the beginning of this one. This is episode seven, so we made to seven. So. But uh, next episode, next week, um, well, the Buffalo game, the Predators in Buffalo, just happening on April 1st, uh, their Buffalo is going to be honoring a longtime uh, play-by-playing man who uh, is retiring this at the end of the season, Rick Jennerat, um, who's had numerous uh, calls, great calls. I That'll be fun. He was, you know, he was. He was I don't. Uh, yeah, I. You got. You, 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 you gotta. You got. You gotta like him as you know as a as a broadcaster. I, I mean, but I. He's had some great calls, but I don't think he was all that great. Not like I a Ken. Liked him. Not like a Ken Daniels. But. Uh, I think I'm gonna have some um, some some interesting soundbite collage uh, of his calls. He, um, you know, he was one of the good ones. Just honoring honoring him in his retirement, um, kind of like what Buffalo's doing in in their home stadium. So, see, but I, I uh, um, that they're 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 gonna he wasn't a homer. He got excited as all not, hell not, when Buffalo would score and do good, which is awesome. But even when the other teams would score, he wouldn't immediately look to blame somebody else. Yes, there were games where he would. But overall, I felt like he was a pretty fair announcer, just overly excited for Buffalo. Not like that Jack Edwards. Oh, my God. That guy's an idiot. Oh, jeez. I thought we were going to go a whole episode without bringing, mentioning his name. Yeah, well, when we're done, you're going to... You're gonna go finish a beer with Leonard. So. Yeah, well, I, I not, no, I don't I know. Him. Alone now. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, as long as uh, that, we, we, we it looks like uh, we might have a special guest lined up for episode eight next week. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try to get someone on, just a local, uh, you know, good friend of ours who is a diehard Sabers fan. I'm gonna let him go toe to toe with D-Law on, on the game. No, Should be good. I, I think we're gonna throw the gloves off a little bit and have some good dialogue. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to watch 
the recap of the game, I guess, because I had to. Yeah, turn watch it, it in its entirety. I, I I I had to turn it off, and I actually I was actually watching the Wings game, which I was kind of. Uh, 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 I don't want to. Yeah, don't do that to me. Yeah, I yeah I I'll just I, I'm gonna go off I'll next episode next on that. Sure. Oh, I will too because I yeah, I'm a little. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh it's uh um. It was probably my own fault. We'll have a good fun show next week. It's our first time inviting somebody on. We'll see how it goes. Just want to uh, we, uh try something different. Our, have some good dialogue. Our first interview. Yeah, because I, I think it would be fun to, you know, try to do that once a month with somebody. Pick a team and find one of their fans and see if we can get them on a podcast to go toe-to-toe for a few minutes. We'll see. We'll figure it out. It, it's our first one. It'll definitely be a don't-miss kind of a um, scenario. So make sure you tune in next week. And we, uh, you know, coming up in the playoffs, we're, we're we're working on some things in the playoffs. So, you know, as 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 it gets closer, we'll share more details um, as far as uh, um, the episodes uh, then, too. But uh, look for more uh, playoff race updates and more Preds wing uh, news. You know, and don't forget to. Subscribe and download and even uh, comment. Um, if you don't like the show, you know, then download so, it. If you like the show, download it. Just download and, the freaking show. And, and if you don't, and if you don't like it, you can comment. Uh, making sure you're say uh, rant and Ron. Yeah, I'll rant right back. We'll, we'll go toe to toe. We haven't. I, I haven't oh. seen. I haven't seen any comments yet. So. Good, because they know I'd slap their gizzard so hard but, that their belly would shake. But but our downloads are going up. Well, we're, up we're up well over a hundred now. So. You know, let's 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 give a shout out to to Maddie Law, Dan's Dan's brother, probably our only listener. But let's give a shout out to Matt Lawless. Ooh, maybe we should have him on the show. You guys can actually another. Uh, Another Sabres fan. <laughs> I'm gonna get out. I'm gonna get uh, outnumbered here. You will. <laughs> so on that note, I think I'm done. Are you? Yeah, that that's about a wrap. Let's, uh, you know, good night, Hockey Town. Good night, Smashville. Something cold.